0: Bills make me wanna kick your heels and Welcome back, listeners, your to another exciting episode of Bills and, and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, now. from zero people living in Chicago, Illinois. So, this <laughs> is two straight weeks of shitty Buffalo Bills football. Uh, we didn't record a podcast last week because we were so cranky about it, but by God, we're determined to do one today. I'm Lars, down there in Austin, Texas. Jam and Jeff Day is with us tonight. <sighs>
1: Defl- a deflated Jeff is what
0: I am. Well, more on that later. And up there in Brew City, USA, Buffalo
2: Bill Nichols is also here tonight. I mean, at least we got to watch football, kind of. I yes, kinda. So yeah, we'll get
0: into it, obviously. And I, I guess I should, just, I guess I should preface by saying I'm Lars in Westchester, Pennsylvania, if anybody cares. <laughs> BA baby. <laughs> yeah, Pennsylvania. I am I am very especially this time of year, I'm very happy to be back in Pennsylvania. Uh, well that was uh, uh, an abysmal waste of time. Um, we'll talk about what we might have expected going into this game, what happened instead. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and tell everybody you know how you found it. Jeff, Bill, let's uh, Yikes. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. Buffalo's happening now! Yeah. Now, got the spirit, a lot of spirit, yeah. What is the, got the first spirit, word that jump. comes to mind when you think of this game? Let down.
1: I was going to say disappointment, and then if I had to pick a second word, it would be uh, push o- pushed over with a hyphen.
2: Mine's shredded.
0: Hmm. And I'm not let down because I thought we were going to win... I'm let down because I thought we were going to watch some fun football, and this is twice Agreed. now where our team has had the national spotlight. Now, granted, a lot of people probably didn't watch this game, or was was it? Did we play last Tuesday? Is that when that happened? Tuesday
1: I don't, into Monday. Yep.
0: But it's too it's too straight. So probably low low rated national games, but. This is not the team that came out of the gates for the first four games. Now, granted, we may have just played the two best teams in the conference. The two teams who did meet in the conference championship last year. and Both of them just blew our fucking doors off. But I I at least thought that we'd see something something from the offense tonight to keep it interesting. And as we said at the end of the game, if I would have told you that with two minutes to go in the game, we'd have 17 points. You'd say, oh, well, yeah, you're going to lose to the Chiefs 99 times out of 100. Yep. and and the defense will obviously get into, but I needed to score tonight. I thought we'd, I, I, I was, I was, I was perfectly okay with having lost this game thirty eight thirty five, or something like that. I thought that that's the kind of game we were in for, and if we had won, great. But otherwise, it's going to be fun to watch, and it wasn't. So I felt let down, but hey, it wasn't all ugly. <laughs> it was mostly ugly. We'll have a lot of very very, un- very ugly things to talk about. Yikes! So, Billy, I'm going to come back to you. Try to try to shine a little bit of sunshine on this otherwise gloomy, rainy affair
2: with your the bath blue MVP of today's contest. Wow! So much to choose from. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. what in the world? Uh okay. So it wasn't the weather. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't our defense. Hmm. Uh,
0: what do you set it on the group me i think that there is
2: actually yeah there's a... an obvious choice like, oh yeah, there's bojo. one player who played out bojo yeah, yeah i mean that, he <laughs> had kick, a fantastic kick the heck out of the ball it was great
0: yeah. yeah
2: he had uh well he was already on record for having a 72 yard kick earlier earlier in this season and did he have one that was more than that he had a net 58 er <laughs> okay tonight 58 er is pretty good so, it's very good. At least he can do that and uh that makes up I guess for his not for his inability to hold the ball laces out or laces
0: Is that what happened? Do do we find that I out? I actually
2: don't know if he did that time, but no, we I, I'm pretty sure 75% right. of the time he, you know, holds the laces the wrong way. But yeah, he's, you know, it it, it, it reminds me of our Mormon days when that was, when every pod we were like, well, there's our MVP again. We're chanting MVP. I'm pretty sure, Lars, didn't you have a Mormon jersey or was that Sujit? Oh, dude,
0: I am appalled at the suggestion. One of my least favorite things in all of humanity are the Bills fans that thought they were hilarious wearing the Mormon jerseys. And in that regard, no, it was not me. It was Sujit, yep. and he has threatened to bring that thing out, and I've, I've told him, and he, and I don't know if he thought I was kidding, but if he ever would have showed up to Lincoln Station wearing that thing, I would have ripped it off of his body.
2: Well, and here's the problem right now, is if he was to turn that into uh, another number, you have to go 18, Andre Roberts, you don't want to do that. You have to go 81, Tyler Croft, you don't want to do that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what what the other choices are.
0: Not a lot of great choices these days, and... Jeff, we'll get to you in a second. I I tried to write some things down here, try, just trying to brainstorm before we hit record. And I, the best I could come up with was the uniforms. Uh, I like <laughs> the blue. Uh, yeah. At about at about a forty second stretch of the end of the second quarter, right before Bass biffed it. I mean, the the turn of events there could have been stunning between the fumble and then the 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 mental error from the Chiefs I actually saw somebody on Twitter say like oh Andy Reid knows what he's doing he meant to give up 20 yards there and let them kick from the right hash like get the fuck out of here you know they, they there was three points gifted to us that's why we drafted the kicker who can boot the ball so that at the end of the half at the end of the game a 52 yarder isn't isn't even a second thought and he just wailed it but for for a for a pretty quick stretch there in the second quarter, things were looking pretty good. Jeff, so was that?
1: So wait, so oh, okay, so yours was the uniforms. Uh, that was the uniforms. No, I'll
0: go. I'll go with the forty second stretch in the second quarter. Forty okay, second, forty time. seconds of this looking like it could be could be the real deal.
1: I mean, I'm trying to. Um, I'll try and keep the spirit of this intact, which is like to try and pick a specific player, and it is. I mean, I'm looking at this roster right now, and, and once you picked Boho, who had a tremendous game, quite honestly, he's had a great season through five games or six games so far. Um, outside of his holding issues, which is a different story, but from a punting perspective, Bill, agreed. I, I, I don't even know who to give it to. I'm going to give it to a player, and I'm only giving it to this player, and I think this is you guys might react. I, I'm giving it to this player for at least seemingly playing with a little bit of attitude. Um, I'm going to give it to Josh Norman. Mm. I mean, I, I don't even – I don't think um, – I mean, we were gashed, of course, in the running game, but but, but at least Josh Norman appeared to be out there, you know, um, you know, trying to make hard tackles, you know, with, 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 with aggression. You know, tr- he almost had he, – he, Josh Norman is the one that recovered the fumble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, he almost had – he had a big pre- pass breakup, a PBU that forced a punt. Um, I think that was maybe at the end of the second. Maybe I don't remember the timing Um, anyway. So, you know, I'll give it to Josh Norman out there, but it is slim pickings in terms of who played well.
0: You know, Jeff, this is a theme that's come up in reverse on our podcast this year, which is thank God we don't have to rely on players like Josh Norman. But right now we're having to rely on Josh Norman and Josh Norman would be in a much, much better place on this team if we could say thank God we don't have to rely on Josh Norman because then all you could do is make big plays yeah. every once in a while, but unfortunately, and I don't know whose fault it is, uh, you know, a lot of people were grumbling through most of the off season and I mean for the last two years that cornerback depth is is gonna. I think Billy, you've been making this point a lot that it's gonna be our Achilles heel, and we, we're in a position now where we're relying on Josh Norman or on Cam Lewis. To make plays, and it's just not. I mean, the the cornerbacks are the least of our worries right now. Yeah, and the, it really And, the, is, and yep. the
2: problem is, I mean, you look at the entire defense. There's no other than other than uh, Hyde and Poyer. There there are deficiencies everywhere, right? Like we are. I mean, even Hyde
0: and Poyer have, have been far from perfect. But how much mm-hmm. of
2: that is a function of the guys around them and what they're where they're having to be? And and another question too is, even with our so. Okay, defensive backs not strong. Uh, how much of the way that and I don't know if you guys would know the answer to this, but how much of the way that they're playing um, draws the linebackers in a certain way so that they're not able to make plays? Like, is it just a is it just a uh, snowball effect? It seems like it. It seems like there's,
0: you know, they talk about doing one eleventh. And I get the sense that when that's not the case, then the hole is glaring. You know, like if you're relying on somebody else. That, so if, if one of the 11 guys doesn't do his job, it's going to be bad. I get the sense. We're, we're at like three or four guys yeah. aren't doing their jobs on any given play. Correct. And as we, as we said before, as we were chatting during the game, when Mahomes picked up that final third down scrambling – I mean, the line of scrimmage is just getting wiped away. Wiped Quar- away. Qu- Quarterbacks drop back, and unless they're like a rookie or they have no pocket presence back there, they step up, they step laterally, they step back, and then there's just nothing in front of them for 10 yards. And the I don't know where the defensive line has gone, but they're practically off screen and quarterbacks can pick us apart, you know. To your point, Billy, when when that's the case, then then you got however many guys in the in the backfield desperately trying to cover, but the quarterback can just stand there and do whatever he wants. Or, as I said, you just on every play it looks like the quarterback could just sidestep and then walk forward three and a half yards, and they could just do that the entire way down the field.
2: So I'm a, so, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second, right? What do you say to the people that will that will make the argument well you know we held them to 26 points and there's only been one other team who has held the Chiefs to 26 well two teams I guess has held them to 26 points one held to 26 one held to 23 because uh, one can make an argument well you know the defense must have not must not have done that bad of a job well you know what I say to it and I just looked this Watch up
1: because I was trying to confirm. I was trying to confirm for myself. Yep. So, last four games have been Rams, Raiders, Chief, uh, Titans, Chiefs. This is punts forced in the last four games. Rams zero punts forced. Raiders one punt forced. Titans three punts forced. Chiefs. One punt forced. Hmm. Wow, that is five punts that we have forced in the
0: last four games. Now, granted, so, we have played four of the stronger teams in the NFL.
1: Absolutely, and and I get, and that is the that is the reason to remain. I mean, again, we're four and two. We're at, in lead of the division. There's there's still reason to be optimistic.
0: Yeah, we're going to slap um, the Jets around in 6 yeah, days. Th-
1: there's plenty of re- there's plenty of reason to be optimistic. I just think, you know, Bill, I was just, you know, as we think about that question, it it is there's this combination of points given up, um ability to get off the field and give the offense more opportunities. And in the last 4 games, what we've said to the offense effectively is you need to score on every drive. Yeah. And and in the first three weeks, four weeks, they did. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was it was a feeling that we hadn't had in Buffalo in a long time. And we said, oh, oh, okay, like th- we can win this way. And the challenge is on a uh, in the last couple weeks or on a night like tonight, where you know Josh doesn't have it, and it's a rainy, shitty night, and we have a completely obviously different game plan. Um, we have forced five punts in four games.
2: Hmm. So okay, I, now.
0: that's that is a that is a great stat, and Bill, I would answer that question a different way too. So if if anybody were to say that to me, I would I would immediately say, and not to be cocky, but I'd say Did you watch the game? And if yep. they say if they said yes, I would say, Okay, you're right. They did only score twenty six. Do you think that if they wanted to, they could have scored more? Do you that's th- the truth. Because Nobody could have watched that game and said they held the Chiefs to 26 points. No, 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 no. Correct. No. Correct. No. no, they did not. The chief,
1: the Chiefs held themselves to 26 points. Yes. Yeah, you're right, Lars. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, there's and, and look, and, and it's you don't even have to go, uh, Jeff. That is that is the perfect breakdown, and I think that I think that's that encapsulates all of the sort of ickiness that we felt for the last month with the defense. But you don't have to look much further either. What? What do they have? Four hundred eighty yards tonight. Four hundred ninety yards. So again, look at that twenty-six points and go. Yeah, I don't really think that that's that's not indicative of what the Bills' defense was capable of against this. <laughs> and
1: I applaud. You know what? I applaud McDermott. I think, and this is controversial in its own right. I I I think that I applaud McDermott for sitting. Trent Murphy, mm-hmm. Harrison Phillips. He, he benched Taron Johnson for the first series of the game. Unless Cam Lewis got injured, that was a classic McDermott, like you're benched for the first series of the game. And then and then and then Taryn Johnson came back in the game. And like Cam and Cam Lewis, so I don't know what happened there. Um and, and Dodson, I don't think, ever saw the field. I don't know if that's an injury related or not. Um
0: Klein was definitely but, getting a lot more reps at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean McDermott was I- Harrison Phillips third round pick. Trent Murphy is our, I, I think, the seventh highest cap guy on our team. <sighs> I mean, he was trying. I mean, in in critical situations, we had uh, Cox Jr., uh, A.J. Zimmer. Epinesa, Justin Zimmer, A.J. Klein. I mean, at some point, you're looking at this front seven and you're just saying, who?
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you, and, and I, I will remind folks, too, and we didn't record last week. But one of the things that I said on our group me is that people always say, "Well, these McDermott defenses never played this way." Yes, they do. Like go back every season. We have we have this tiny stretch of just killer yeah. performances. Yeah. I mean, last year it was the, it was um, the Eagles, and there was one or uh, the Eagles, the Browns. There was like one of the two games in that stretches where like we just look like dog shit. And there was the year that it was like the Saints and the Chargers back to back weeks. We lost by like forty plus. I mean, this happens with McDermott defenses, and they always find a way to write the ship. But I'm with you, Jeff. I'm looking at these horses up front, thinking, I don't think we got. The, I don't think we got the the guys to write this ship. And the names that we've we've kept saying in our chats: Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, Star you, you mean know. to tell me right now we're we're not missing the hell out of those three players because we certainly didn't replace them? Yeah, we tried to. Mario Addison's doing okay. Vernon Butler is okay.
2: I guess. I mean, we brought in we brought him system guys, and system guys are not difference makers. And, and no, we have no difference. We have none. Right.
1: It's a classic example, and Bill, I think that's a good point. And, and you know, <laughs> those three guys classic example of you don't know what you had until it's gone right like we thought we thought AJ Epinesa would replace Shaq Lawson uh, effective
0: immediately I thought thought, uh... I thought AJ Epinesa weighed more than 195 pounds
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean we thought you know Quentin Jefferson and 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 Butler whomever you know could replace Star Luda Leahy, Luda, who was arguably the most like uh, panned player, yeah. At Bills, you know, by Bills fans, you know, we thought Jordan Phillips was, um, you know, maybe like the beneficiary of a bunch of like, you know, uh, you know, not true pressures or whatever, right? Like, you know, some, and some of those thoughts might still be accurate, but goodness gracious,
0: <laughs> you know, we miss some of those guys. I, now I will, because Billy tried to interject there, and I, I will, on his behalf, say. That Bill has been on the Shack Lawson train for a while now, and yeah. saying, you know, for the money, and we talked about it on the off season podcast that like we we could have paid him the money, we chose not to pay him the money. The the money was not the issue with letting him go. We we thought that we could do better without him.
1: We have established in the in the first five six games of this season, um, I think who like far and away the most two important players are on this defense, which is Trey White and Matt Milano, I think. Not even yeah, Right? And, 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 and I think what we've, what we've seen is it, this is going to be a very interesting off-season deci- or a mid- in-season, off-season, whatever you want to call it, decision for Bean. And, you know, I know, Lars, you've talked about it, where when Milano was on the field, that guy should be paid like one of the top linebackers in the league, comma, but – you only get paid and you only should be paid like one of the time t- top linebackers in the league if you can be on the field yep. consistently. And he's had these soft tissue injuries throughout his entire career. Um, but, my, but my God, I mean, that, that defense just looks... Going from Matt Milano to A.J. Klein, I'm <laughs> trying to think if there is a more marked like, gap. That I've ever seen on on, a, on like on a Bills team, besides maybe going from a starting quarterback to a backup. Like, take out the quarterback. Can you think of one bill?
2: Mm, not off the top of my head. I mean, that, it's that's. Right. I mean, your your point is taken and accepted, hundred percent. Should we get to the L V P. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah the, I mean, I guess. Uh... I mean but but again now we have been sitting here bitching about the offense. You needed about to score 30. Yeah, yeah. Th- about the de- yeah, exactly. We've been bitching about the defense. You needed to score 30 to beat the Chiefs. We knew this. Everybody knows this. Everybody's known this for 3 years now. We scored 17. That's almost half of what we thought we'd need to win this game. And I thought we were good for 30 tonight. I thought we'd come out guns blazing. So I'm I'm giving my I, I'm.
1: We can yeah. go. We can go. We can do it. We can go a in
2: so many directions. Here. Should we, here, on I'm, the count I'm, of three, should we all, like, say a player?
0: Well, because I know who Jeff's going to give it to, because um, I because he's been he's been commenting yeah, on it now yeah. all night, and he's got a theory. W- what befuddles me is what's going on with the run game, and and I and I tweeted this out tonight too that you know. You listen to some of the guys on WGR like Jeremy and, and Mike Shope and, you know, these guys just get apoplectic when they hear coaches say, we want to run the ball and stop the run. Well, what? holy shit. Look what happens when you can't do either of those things. You are You are completely out of control of a ball game, which is what we were tonight. And for us, that's on offense right now. We can't run the ball. The only person that can run the ball effectively is Josh Allen.
1: That's and right
0: I, yeah and I am first person in line to say no thank you no thank you like let's save that for like when we need a play in the Super Bowl because we need him throwing the ball back there. We need running backs in an offensive line that can move the ball effectively and if our passing game is as good as it is, there shouldn't be stacked boxes and there shouldn't be defenders that they have to weave their way through. Guys are getting into the backfield and making it an absolute nightmare when we try to run the ball. And it is hamstringing everything we're trying to do on offense when that's when we come run first. And I'm not I, making excuses I, for Josh Allen in the passing game, but no, you're I'm, right. I'm completely like baffled
1: by how bad the run game has been. You know, like you know when you're trying to you like a, a game finishes any game, and you, you're, sometimes you're sitting there and you're like, God, like. <sighs> You know, there's so many different numbers, stats, plays, things. And you're just trying to figure out, like, how do I even, how do I even summarize what this game was all about? I, I would think if I was to summarize this game and the difference between the two teams, I would say second and nine versus second and four, and and it's like the Bills. Devin Singletary ran for 32 yards. Ugh, Zach Moss ran for 10 so yards. So bad. Um, Zach Moss averaged two yards per carry. Singletary, 3.2. And you're right. You know, Josh Allen ran for 42, right? So so our running backs ran for a combined 42 yards in a game in which we tried to establish the run. And and I just think the difference here is when we ran on first down, it was second and nine. And, and when the Chiefs ran on... Oh, excuse me. When we ran on first down, it was second and nine. And when the Chiefs ran on first down, it was second and four. Yeah. And it just becomes a completely different... You know, as we all know, that's obvious at that point. It just becomes a completely different
0: game. Um, So I, I agree with your point. And by the way, this is against a Chiefs team that prior to tonight had given up 185, 183, 158, 144 yards rushing. Like, it's not exactly like we're going up against the 2002 Baltimore Ravens here when it comes to run defense. Like something's I mean, this, something's broke. This helps to explain why, you know, um, we were
1: in the uh Le'Veon Bell sweepstakes and why McDermott was fairly open about us being in that in that conversation which by the way, I've never heard him be sort of quite that open about a rumor uh, that we were interested in a player and he, he was just like, Yep, yeah, you know, we're looking at getting better at that position. Fine, but,
0: but when the first guy you have to make miss is three yards yeah. into the backfield, no, I agree. I who agree. the hell? Yeah. It, it could be it could be OJ Simpson in his prime back there. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. So are you something ain't so working.
2: right? I mean, are you, Can you pinpoint it? Is it just? It, would you say offensive line? I don't know. I don't know enough about these things. I I I don't know. I'm not smart
1: enough in terms of football to to pinpoint it, Bill. My my the only thing I would say and I watched um I watched an interesting. Uh, breakdown by the cover one guys uh, in this past week. And their conclusion was that the guard play uh, from Ford and Winters, specifically, that the guard play has been, in the run game, has been really, really bad. And, again, I don't know. You know, we don't know football enough well enough to know that. You know, we're not critiquing film. So I'm taking those guys as, you know, they more know more than me do than I do, but th- that's the only thing, you know, Billy, that I can, you know, that I can think about a little bit.
2: Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, so now you're thinking about it, you got AJ Espinosa, uh, Espinosa, es- Ep- you've got Cody Ford. Those are, these are draft picks. These are, I, maybe you can just look at every team and, and pick apart their draft picks, but yeah, uh, you know, those are, I, I, hopefully this doesn't become a trend. I think you yeah. can. Cause I guess that, I think it's a dangerous game yeah. to
1: play. Yeah, you know,
2: because then you can find the you can find yeah, the I fourth think... and fifth rounders that end up actually making something of themselves. I don't know, it just popped in my mind. Like, I hope it's not a trend that we continue to see.
0: Well, who's your who's your uh, Jenny Creamo Bummer of today's
2: game, Billy? Yeah, I mean, I'd go for I'd go for the offensive line. Just I felt like just yeah, straight up. they were just getting pushed around. Um, even when the Chiefs were just you know ru- rushing three, rushing four. They were getting, you know, they were disrupting the game, unlike what we were able to do. So, I mean, you could just take either line of scrimmage and call that the bat blue, yeah. or uh, you know, the whatever the hell we call it. The most horrible part, Jenny, most yeah. horrible part of the game.
0: Yeah, I we, we've only done it like 180 times. Yeah, yeah, now, that's a good but. point. <laughs> uh, so Jeff, I so I think I know where you're going with this. You're who who are you going with? Your well, I ale? think
1: I would love to. I think I think that um. I would love to comment on who I think you're you're talking about here in a second. He's actually not my Jenny Creamal, if I think I know okay. what you're alluding to. Yeah. I would like to talk about that. My my clear Jenny Creamal is Tremaine Edmonds hmm. in terms of the play on the field, and and quite honestly, he's been my Jenny Creamal, if you will, for the five for the six games thus far this season. I don't know what is going on, and and the interesting thing is I I listen to all the coaches' interviews um, of you know between the between the games, the press conferences. Even Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott have acknowledged that he's not playing up to, um, you know, what they expect. And they're and they're attributing it to this injury. That whatever injury he's nursing, you know, Leslie Frazier, and they've talked about how he's still coming back from this injury, blah, 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 whatever this shoulder. Forget about the injury for a second. Tremaine Edmonds has had an incredibly disappointing year thus far mm-hmm. in terms of feeling like he's a step behind, playing scared, not being able to shed blocks. I don't know what it is. Again, you know, but I think just talk about a guy – and I thought that, like, the tipped ball in the first half where he was just, like, a hair late from getting the interception was just sort of the, like, summary of his season so far. He is just – he is not playing with um, the confidence. And in terms of, you know – I how many times today did he just seem like a yard or two away from whether it was Kelsey, Kelsey or whomever it was in the middle of the field, sort of stuck reading the quarterback's eyes? And I don't know if that's a scheme thing. I don't know if that's a Tremaine yeah, thing. Yeah. How
2: many? times is he? Field, how many times is he looking at the players, the back of the player's jersey, who he's covering yeah. or chasing? So you know, it,
1: it's just hard. It's it, you got to look out there and you say, okay, who are the plays going to come from? You know, like, you can't, like you said, we're depending upon Josh Norman and A.J. Klein to create, you know, to like, that's not a situation that we can afford to be in. No. And so, Bill, you said it. Like, you got to start banking on the guys who we've drafted in the first and second and even third rounds, you know, and that is, that's Tremaine Edmonds. That's. I
0: I am going to come back, though, to the point that I've been harping on, which is that. In the year of our Lord 2020, defenses just aren't that good. And you need to score 30 to be comfortable yeah. winning most games. So the fact that our offense has mm-hmm. hit a brick wall in the past two games to me is far more far more concerning. And the run game being one thing, I think that I, I, somebody just mentioned it that John Brown looks hobbled looks like he's limping coming out of every play, or he doesn't look 100%. I think we have been all up and down the, the, John, the John Brown fan club here. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen loves John Brown. If John Brown yeah. ain't healthy, like, our offense seems to be grinding to a halt without him out there. We don't go after Cole Beasley enough, and then, you know, the last two games... Stephon Diggs has been okay. I mean, he's still great. Stephon Diggs is a great yeah. player. And I'm not I'm not questioning anything for a second, but there have been some very untimely drops in the last two games. And, and one of those was John Brown on the first drive, bounced right off his goddamn face mask on what would have prevented a three and out on third down. But that diving catch in the end zone, I think Troy Aikman made it a point to say, like, that's a catch Stephon Diggs makes. And he's there to make it. That was That was a decent throw. That was not—they they said it was coming late, but, like, that's what happens when you have a rocket arm quarterbacks. The throws come a beat later than they ex, you expect because he tries to squeeze him in there. And he kind of biffed it. And we need him to make that catch. I think it's also, uh, like, a, a, a reminder of the types
1: of catches that were being made in the first three or four games. Yep. And if you think about—you know, if we think about football being a game of inches, being a game of plays, whatever, I mean— we, we could go back to the first three or four games and talk about those catches that were being made. And, you know, now you're right, Lars. We had two, what, 50-yard bombs into the end zone that were like... But it does bring me... And I, let me just transi- use that to transition to that the player who, Lars, you may have thought I was going to talk about, which was Diggs tonight. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not going to critique a player who led the Bills in, in receptions and had our touchdown and drew multiple penalties against him. So this is, not, this is not a critique so much as it is just an observation, which, and I don't know how to explain it other than from the beginning of this entire game, Stefan Diggs' body language was strange. And I don't know how else to put it beyond this is well before the game was out of control, and I was, you know, with Teresa and I, my wife, were watching the game, and it's just, um, it was like, oh, Stefan Diggs, like he's just carrying himself in a weird way. It, 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 after the passes, when he was getting... Stephon Diggs, I feel like, has been the guy, when he gets the ball, he attacks it, he goes for as many yards as he can. He yeah. caught two passes tonight with his back turned like back to their quarterback, and he completely um, gave himself up yeah. from the catch. And, and I just know, if that was somebody else on the team, I don't think I would have thought much about it. I just was looking at that, I was like... That does not feel like the Stefan Diggs that I've seen through four games who will, like, come down, turn, and try and get every other yard. It was just – and, again, I might be looking way too much yeah. into this. Th- th- let me just, let me just say, say that right there. This might be way – and this is not a critique so much as it was just ah, – now, at the same token I saw at the end of the game when we lost – when the game was – at the end of the game, he was going around and, like, you know fit, um, giving fist bumps to, like, the offensive line and seemingly encouraging everybody. So – this is not me trying to plant a seed that Stefan Diggs is upset or anything like that. It looked like he was either locked in in a weird way that I hadn't seen before or pissed off with something that was going on with the defensive back. I just found it odd the whole time. And the way that he was lackadaisically coming back on the last that drive. That was weird, got yeah. that, It was just something – there was just something weird about his body language all game. Even when he was drawing penalties – it looked like he was happy drawing the penalty and not going like as making as aggressive a play on the ball as I would expect. It was just odd today. I don't know what well, else to say. I,
2: I don't think there's any way he's 100% right now, right? He's playing at 100%. Phys- you think physically. that's what it is maybe? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. I, I I think something happened that Tennessee game. He came up he came up hobbling at one point. You're like, "Oh man, like he definitely got hurt."
1: I, could, I mean, that would be a, a totally fair explanation for it because I, I don't think it's anything on, on like how he feels. I don't think it's anything like that. I, I just found it to be strange and an injury or something like that would certainly explain it.
2: Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're in for a, uh, a frustrating season if we're going to have to complain about players being injured because that's going to be the reality of the situation. Uh, and every team is going to deal with it, but if we're dealing with a hobbled John Brown, we can't. It can't be a crutch, and if it is a crutch, then we're not going to win as many games as we thought we were going to win. Um, you know, I mean, you could look at every position and say that like we're probably going to be hobbled, and the question is, do we have the depth? Can we find, uh, you know, find a way to, uh, you know, like you said, John uh, John Brown is one of Josh's favorite guys. We got to find a way to be able to get some other guys open or, or have Josh be looking in, in, uh, in the right way, have them, you know, the offense needs to maybe change the way that they're playing um, needs to start hitting single Terry for those, you know, five yard short passes. I'm dude, I'm surprised. It's literally the second bubble screen that we've had all year, like second plan screen. It yeah. where's
1: that? Two things are going to happen, Bill, that, that, I agree with everything that you're saying and I'm going to address something that you've talked about a lot, which is, but one thing that will happen this season is that John Feliciano is coming back. Yeah. And 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 we talk about guard play. John Feliciano is coming back this season. You know, and I don't know if that's against the Patriots in two weeks or if it's against the Seahawks in three. He is coming back. Matt Milano is coming back. Now, you're right. If he get injure, injured again, that's a different story. But, um, you have been vocal, Bill, and this is going to be interesting to see how the Bills adjust this. You've been very vocal this season, and the, the tape would, would certainly say that you're right. There are available ch- – we do not want Josh Allen to turn into check down Josh. We get that. Hmm. But there is an available hmm. check down to Devin Singletary to on, on virtually every single play.
2: Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where it's at least, it's at least like, a five-yard gain. And Josh can make the throw. He can, he can make oh, a throw yeah, yeah, all day yeah. long. And he just, for some reason, refuses to pull the trigger on it. I mean, that's Josh Allen, though. That's
0: that's what's, yeah, that's what's both great and frustrating about Josh yeah. Allen. So the question
2: becomes,
1: as he's you know they're looking at this film, is can he get it through his head where if he makes enough of those checkdowns, especially early in the game, if he shows a willingness to do it, like, by the way, like he's done in the second half for two consecutive games,
0: Mm-hmm
1: that it will open up all of those those longer passes for him as the game yeah. goes on.
0: Or it won't. But like that's that was yeah. the that was like the maddening brilliance of the for for, for most of the stretch of the Belichick Brady Patriots. Right. Is that their game plan was we have the world's most patient quarterback who will take it Every step of the way. If it means running 23 plays to get down the field, he will. And we're going to make you do the same, knowing that 90% of NFL quarterbacks do not have the patience and they let their big, giant balls get in the way and they do something stupid. And they try to, they try to, they, and, and that, I mean, that is a trap that is tailor
2: made for Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I I would, I would hope that they, that they show him tape of all the best quarterbacks and how they take what's given to them. I mean, perfectly perfect example is tonight in Patrick Mahomes. He was taking those mm-hmm. little 5-yard, 7-yard yeah. passes all game yeah. long.
1: The whole game. And the, and then he the makes game. a
2: great throw. I mean, you can still you can still make your badass throws. You can still put a dagger in them. You just got to got to pick the right time to do it. Uh, yep. you know, whatever. Don't want to just don't want to hammer hammer anything down on Josh. You know, but you guys know we're we're all talking we're all talking well, the same language here.
0: The good news is, it's about one fifty-two a.m. They're about to turn the lights up at the bar, and the bills Bills Mafia is sitting there feeling pretty shitty about themselves right about now. They just ordered their thirteenth Miller Light of the evening, and it, hmm. they're just not feeling it. But lo, behold, at the other end of the bar, her hair is a little greasy, her shirt's a little wrinkly, she's a little bit paunchy, her teeth are a little crooked, but she's giving you the eye, and her name is the New York Jets, (laughs) and she is the slump buster that we have coming up next week. Man, do we need it.
1: That was great. I was not sure where we were going with that, and I—I I, I mean, the punchline really hit home. That was
0: great. So on that note, yeah, let's get the hell out of here because the last two weeks, again, and it's for me, it wasn't so much that we lost. I, I had no Bills fan can look you in the eye and say that they thought that this was a game we should have won. Right. And, and as soon as the schedule came out, all the way through this afternoon, no, nobody could be honest with themselves or anybody else in Bills Nation to say yeah that's a game we should have won but what we shouldn't have expected is what we got which was shitty football and maybe we'll get it again next week against the jets but we'll probably still get a win and we're desperate for one right now so let's get the fuck out of here and talk about wild card clank Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of tonight's episode.
2: It's the wild card.
0: Nice, A for effort, gentlemen. Uh, I have been back drinking Klutenberg. I don't think any of our listeners care. Jeff, did you have any any beverages tonight? It being a school night and all.
1: I had a couple of uh, um, Shiner Lights. So Shiner's a Texas beer. and... <laughs> I was drinking their light version, so I had a couple of those. It was just, it was, I mean, it's, you ever had a Bud Light? It's the same thing.
0: <laughs> you ever had a Bud Light? It's like yeah. that. I'm just going to start saying that to people about just about anything. Uh, Bill, uh, did you ever, were you, anything on the bat, the, just blue yeah, light? Yeah, man, now? I'm off just, the train.
2: I'm off the train for a month. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, one, I'm allergic to hops, so I probably should. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been allergic to hops like, I know I've known that for five years, but I'm gonna get retested. Bat Blue usually doesn't mess me up, but I'm gonna try for a month to see what happens if I don't drink beer. And so right now I'm drinking, <laughs> right now I'm drinking some sort of uh, spiked uh, hard seltzer. Pear, pear, pear hard seltzer. I mean, I mean, Ugh. it's not the same. Is it a seltzer or is it a cider? Yeah, yeah, a seltzer. I okay. can't drink. Yeah, c- no, no, thank you. I can't drink cider because I'm allergic to apples. My body's just Cid- falling
0: apart. Ciders are no good. So we did not win our bet this week. We um, uh, Billy Suge and I had wagered that. Josh Allen and Gabe Davis would both score a touchdown. Would have won us about 240 bucks. so it's a shame that neither of those things happened Did today.
2: Gabe Davis have a catch, by the way? One, One catch, catch yeah.
0: for like eight yards. Uh, so, Billy, it's your turn to pick the bet. We've already talked about the Jets being the slump buster here. So, already we're talking about not overthinking it and just getting right back to our winning ways. Are you... Are you inclined? I'm a
2: simple man. In this ch- I'm a simple man. I'm just going to go money line on this one.
0: Straight up. Bill's straight yep. up. Okay. Uh, I'm taking it. Jeff?
2: Yeah, I'm in, and, and I want to double, triple,
1: quadruple this one up. Um, but, yeah, I'm in.
0: Suge also confirmed that he's in. No word from Cassie. I'm just going to go ahead and assume she's in, and that we are all in for the to win, like, 38 cents.
1: Yeah, what is the pay, what <laughs> is the payout? Know. Bet 20 to win $4? Four four <laughs>
0: probably. Probably. Yeah, it's. I I imagine we're probably going to be at least plus three fifty, right? At least. Um, so whatever, whatever. Let's just get some cash back in our pocket. Back in the black. Just let's just not even not even overthink it. Uh, And on that note, so we're coming off two again very good teams. We're playing some of the best our conference has to offer, and we made the analogy about being the cool kids being at, the, at the cool kids party and feels like we suddenly belong well kind of got sucked back down to earth last week playing two other cool kid teams and getting slapped around a little bit but hopefully this weekend we're gonna be the ones doing the slapping against uh, what looks to be one of the worst teams in the last decade or so in the New York Jets uh, inex- inexplicably Adam gay still has his job so that's that's going in our favor but there's really nothing pointing to us being being, you know, a, a sure thing yeah. at this point after after the last two weeks, we're eleven and a half point favorites on the road, which is just incredible, um, and we'll probably win. But there, I mean, it's 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 not so hard to hear that tiny little voice saying, "Like, yeah, they, this team could lose to the Jets right now." Like, we we can drop. Th- I don't think this team's going to drop three in a row. I don't think we're going to lose to the Jets. But I also don't think we should be that sure of ourselves, which brings us to the wild card question, which is obvious. You know, when was the last time you approached something in life with with the confidence and vigor and zeal that was just plainly unwarranted? Uh, Billy, we'll start with you. Um, I, I know you've I know you're sitting on a mountain of examples. So choose wisely. We only have so much time. My gosh, man. Our listeners. I
2: mean, serious is I probably can't even come up with as many examples as you could come up for me. Uh, but I would say probably every single time I'm I I was gonna say I every single time I used to go to the bars, I thought
0: I was hoping yeah okay because that's what I was set on you yeah behalf. I mean I life. thought
2: I thought there there wasn't there there was abso- I could absolutely have picked up any girl in that place like I mean no <laughs> doubt about it right and the, and when I started to get rejected it was just like uh, oh, another drink another drink another drink and then it's just. You know, all hell breaks loose from there. Bobby Blaze comes out for another night on the town.
0: We have not talked enough on this podcast about Bobby Blaze, mostly because Suge and Cass don't really know Bobby Blaze, but Jeff and I sure do. <laughs> uh,
2: maybe I, we got we could also use an example of uh, me picking a fight with you, Lars. Uh, where th-
0: which which one would you like to talk about? How <laughs> would, which the one at Jeff's bachelor party, uh, the one at your bachelor party. <laughs>
2: Uh, all true, all true. You did look good in my uh, sweater. Yeah, you didn't seem to think
0: so. <laughs> um, Next, so I, you, for me, you know, and I think uh, Jeff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of yeah, tee take, you up yeah, with this one. Pun, pun intended. Um, so I got to play a little fall ball yesterday in lieu of NFL football game day, and I went out and played golf. And, and if you are a golfer, if if you if you go to the driving range with some regularity, with something that you want to actually work on, and then you play at least 8 to 12 rounds a year, I think you I think you qualify as a golfer. And if you are a golfer, you are required to play at least once in the days between October 10th and October 24th for some classic crisp fall ball with the leaves that make it impossible, the wind that's unpredictable. And I was out there playing... And one of the reasons I think I've really come to enjoy golf is, is because of this wild card and me doing the opposite, which for so long, you know, I'd be I'd be staring at a ball in the rough that's two inches below my feet. I'd be about 190 from the pin and be like, yeah, I think uh, – I think I can split those traps with my 6-iron. <laughs> and then and then I get really pissed when it would, like, you know, shank 130 yards into the opposite fairway and not be like, well, why didn't it go straight? It's like, well, one, because it's an ex- extremely difficult shot. Two, you don't have the strength or the skill to make that shot. and And three, not many people do, especially not with that club. So, like, get over yourself. So I have, like, fully... Taken my golf game almost entirely into old man zone, and my my buddy actually called me out on it yesterday. He was like, "Dude, like you are you are now just John Rom. You're all ass and like this." This three quarter swing, just taking it easy out there, just putting it in the fairway every time. I'm like, yeah, dude, but I'm having the time of my life right <laughs> now. This is so much, so much less stressful when I have completely dialed back my expectations for myself. But the 25 years of golf, which came before that, entirely the opposite. I thought I was entitled to so much more on a golf course that my skills just flatly belied Jeff. Well, it's funny now.
1: because, and, in- Scouts honor. It, it, this is exactly what I was going to talk about as well. And now, now I just now I fear that we just sound like a bunch of like old men talking golf. Privileged yeah, white privilege. men. So, but, but no, I mean, I, I've I've gotten into golf in the last few years, and I approach the game as if I still go out. And by the way, I'm playing like local municipal courses. Right? These are not like these are not challenging courses. I go out there assuming that I should be able to just shoot par. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just right? I just go out there assuming that, you know, because I play golf a dozen times a year and I've, I've taken one lesson, um, that, that I should be able, it's like, okay, if I'm not shooting par, I should be able to at least, you know, get some, and it's like I, I've approached the sport with such a, a false sense of confidence um, and it's brought me humbling uh, quickly back down to earth in terms of the sport. So I hear you on that. I hear you on the golf analogy.
0: I feel like that's like an uh, an inevitable like evolution that every golfer needs to go through. And I'm and I'm glad to hear that you. It sounds like at least you're coming out on the other side because it does get a lot more enjoyable when you throttle your expectations for yourself way way down. And one and one thing that'll help you do that is if you like keep track of your scores on your phone or something. Cause then as you're like scrolling through, you're like, Oh, plus 20, plus 22, plus 24, plus 19. Oh, that was a good day. Plus 17. Oh, that was an even better. Day. Plus day. 26, plus 28. You're like, well, fuck, like maybe, maybe I'm not a 15 hit. I mean, and, and I guess maybe
1: to, to transition that back to the bills to, to close this like loop, it's like, okay, let's stop the talk about Josh Allen being the MVP, right? Like let's stop the talk about the bills being 14 and two. Um, you know, it was only three years ago where we hadn't made the playoffs in in almost two decades, and so mm-hmm. I think I think just like setting proper expectations that this team should be a winning record team that should have a chance to win the division this year in a Tom Brady list division, and whether that's yeah. ten and six, whether that's you know I don't know what that looks like. Let's get back to realistic expectations for this team, and I think it'll make the next, you know, three, four, five weeks when we go Jets, Patriots, Seahawks. Um, you know, that much more enjoyable to watch. In the meantime, we better kick these Jets' ass, though.
0: Yeah, we better <laughs> fucking get out of the slump. <laughs> ASAP. Well, I think that's a great note to leave it on. Uh, again, subscribe if you haven't already and tell everybody you know how, to, how you found us. We're pretty low-key this year just cranking these bad boys out. And if you enjoy them, God bless you. If you don't, go listen to Rock Pile Report. And if you do enjoy, listen to our friends over at Maybe Next Year Bills. Um I, I know that Cassie listens to soon I think. I don't know if either of you guys do, uh, but they're a great listen. They they are very smart, insightful, um, intelligent guys who play off each other well. So it's a good listen. They give us props all the time. So we would be remiss for not doing the same. Uh, but, yeah, until, uh, until this time, about six days from now, when we are hopefully coming Woo. off a win over the Jets, go Bills. Go, go, go Bills. Bills.
2: The Bills make me want to Give me, Dad.
0: Dad. But, is, is it working now?
1: Is it working. Say, let's go, Buffalo. Say, so, is it working? Is it working, Dad? Mm-hmm. Is the microphone working? Yes. Is the microphone working, Dad. Is the mic? It say yes. But but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but uh, yeah. Say, is. yeah. it working? Yeah,
2: it's working. Yeah.
1: The microphone.
0: Yeah,
1: Hello. Yeah. Hello. It, it, it's not working. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a it's a hot mic. It's a hot mic. But it's not working.
1: <laughs> Good night, Dad. And I'm gonna give you a hug. And I'm gonna
0: give you a hug.